Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is The Good News Show. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. Dave Palmer here along with Cecil Anderson, and this is a weekly show that almost always is live. Okay, mm-hmm. it's uh, the Good News live show. I always look forward to it. We get to be spontaneous. Today, being Memorial Day, it's not live. It's recorded. So I'm going to ask uh, Cicel a trick question here in a moment, okay? <laughs> I told her I was going to ask her a trick question, but... Yeah, I never know what to uh, think when he says that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask you the question, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about it, it, okay? Because right we're recording this on Friday, okay? and it's playing back on Monday. So I'm going to ask you, how was your weekend? And you have to make up how your weekend was, Perfect. because you're going you're, yeah. to time shift, okay? Yeah. So uh, how was your weekend? But uh, while you're thinking about it, I'm going to tell you about the show today. Of course, today is officially the... Monday of the second week, seventh week of Easter, okay? We just had Ascension. Um, yeah, we, I celebrated it last Thursday because our, 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 um, diocese does the, the Thursday, but a lot of people celebrated it yesterday, but, uh, so happy Ascension to you. We're coming up on, uh, Pentecost, uh, here very soon. And, um, and it's Memorial Day. So we pray for all the, the faithful departed and Memorial Day is one of those ones I, I got to say, where we remember all the the departed, is it right. mostly connected to yes. the people in the military? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, so definitely. military people who died mm-hmm. protecting our freedom, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll probably see a lot more American flags out yeah. this day, and a lot of people sometimes go to grave at the graves where where soldiers were fallen, and you know, pray, give the you know prayer for the holy dead. Yeah. 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 Praise God. I mean, I, I remember I was telling my my kids about. Uh, uh, D-Day in Normandy and, uh, you know, yeah. liberating a country that wasn't even ours. I mean, you know, liberating France and uh, the, the heroism of these amazing people. So God bless them. I hope there's a special place in heaven for everybody who dies in support of freedom. Uh, so ha- I guess I don't know if you say happy Memorial Day, but I hope you're having a great Memorial Day. I know there was some rain in the forecast. Hopefully it's not raining too much. <laughs> it is pre-recorded, so I don't know what's going <laughs> on in the like weather. Guessing, predicting we, the might, we, we might be under a tornado warning for all I know. <laughs> but anyways, on the show today, I'm going to go in reverse order. Uh, there's a movie coming out in in conjunction with Father's Day uh, that I saw a preview of, and I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, it. It was it was funny. We need funny these days because mm-hmm. everything's so serious with COVID and all that. It's called Selfie Dad. Uh, comedian Michael Jr. plays the dad. I can totally relate to him. He has a YouTube channel. He's getting all the, well, his, his YouTube channel went viral. Mine, <laughs> mine never did, but his did. It's funny. And it comes out, uh, it's a good portrait of, of a dad. And, and so I just recommend it when it does come out. So we'll talk to Michael Jr. later in the show. Maribel Laguna from, uh, In His Image Counseling Center is going to join us here in a little while. Uh, she, remember Kartika Refi was on yeah, last week. Absolutely. And uh, Maribel again is counseling people and helping people during this difficult time. Everything is kind of exacerbated because of COVID-19. Right. So we're going to talk about uh, the, the human person and how we can help people be fully alive. And so she and Sue Bars are doing great work. And so she'll come up in a little bit. And in just a moment, after Cecil answers my trick question, yeah. uh, Martin Matulia, who is Director of Evangelization and Development for Fullness of Truth Ministries, is going to join us via phone. Uh, they have an event coming up on July 24th and 25th. Uh, yes, to, to July 24th and 25th, uh, called Why Be Catholic When You Could Be Anything Else. Dr. Marcelino D'Ambrosio, Jesse Romero, and Father Bill Casey are going to be the, the, the guest speakers. Awesome. That's exactly a day after our event. Yes. And so it's going to be a power-packed uh, few days between our event and theirs, our Summer Speaker Series event, of course. So I want to get right to them, but... All right, so, so how was your weekend? Well, Dave, it started out on a Saturday, obviously, as the weekend usually does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and I was going for a morning walk, and I happened to find a ticket on the ground, one of those scratch card tickets, and yeah. I'm not, normally not one to do those sort of things. Yeah. But I decided to take it home. I scratched it off. I found out I won Two million dollars. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, and it, I mean, I, Dave, I don't even know what to think about this. And so, obviously, I spent the rest of the day praising God. I went to mass to for our ascension because in the Forward Diocese we do ascension um, Sunday. Yeah. It's Ascension Sunday, and I, you know, praise God and. 
the Guadalupe Radio Network is about to get a big donation wow. from me. Um, I'm surprised you even showed up today. I know. Well, I just wanted to show up to put in my two weeks notice. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Hollywood. I'm going to go produce my uh, a movie. And yeah, so that was my weekend. Wow. Wow. I would have never expected that. Well, congratulations. Thank it's been you. Nice, nice working with Thank you. you. Okay, so we got yeah. two more weeks. Yeah, two more weeks. That would be great <laughs> if I actually found a ticket to That would be pretty <laughs> cool. So if anybody's not listening to the entire show, they don't know what the heck just, we're talking they're about. They're like, wow, so. Cecil, the intern just suddenly yeah, became very she, she, she just quit on air. That was crazy. All right. That was good. Very <laughs> clever. All right. Uh, Martin Matulia has been listening in to our zaniness. Uh, again, Director of Evangelization and Development for Fullness of Truth. They've got a big event coming up uh, at the end of July. Martin, th- thanks for waiting for us. Uh, good, good, to, good to meet you over the radio, at least. How you doing? Well, I'm doing well. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Cecil, for having me. Um, we're, we're very, and congratulations, Cecil, on winning that $2 million. Thank you. Um, I'm now a new friend of yours. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you said a little bit uh, to, to fullness of truth, right? Oh, obviously, uh, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, well, he- we're we're very excited, Dave, about our upcoming conference uh, in Keller, uh, July 24th and 25th. Uh, we're we're very excited because we feel like we're kind of coming back from you know this this plague and you know the virus and and this will be our first opportunity to be out with the public and without with a, in a beautiful parish so we're just very excited to be up in the Dallas Fort Worth area for this conference. Yeah, now you're in Houston and tell us a little bit about yourself cuz I know our own Joe McLean used to have I think your position at Fullness of Truth and you guys have been putting these conferences on for gosh, it's got to be at least 20 years. Uh 19 years. Yeah. Next year will be our 20th year. I'm I'm relatively new to Fullness of Truth. I started back in February uh prior to this uh being here. I was at St. Thomas High School for 16 years. Mm. I was the director of campus ministry. I taught theology. I coached. I, I drove the bus. I did just about everything at, at St. Thomas at one time or another. Uh, prior to that, I spent eight years in Maryland, which is where I'm from, at two different Catholic high schools as a theology teacher, coach, and campus minister. And then for... Uh, the last 18 months prior to my uh, time here at Fullness of Truth, I was with the St. John Paul II Foundation, also in Houston. So I kind of have branched off from from doing, um, you know, campus ministry and uh, secondary Catholic education to development work and working with Catholic ministry. So this is the right fit for me. I'm a little older now, and and um, you know, those guys were starting to wear me out. So uh, now it's time to, um, you know, eat at the adult table. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. And so how would you describe the mission and purpose and uh, a fullness of truth? You say 19 years you guys have been doing it. I know I've been to some of your of your, of your events here in North Texas. Love what you do. But uh, what, what's the kind of the purpose and mission of the, of the organization? Well, Principally, it's about teaching the faith. It's about going deeper in your faith. We've been going at it for 19 years. We serve in nine dioceses, seven in, here in Texas, as well as two in Louisiana. And our, our dream is to continue to expand and to grow as the Holy Spirit wills it. Uh, we have under our belt 100 conferences. Uh, we hope to be around for at least another 20 years. And, um, you know, we're just thrilled to be able to you know to be on the front lines of the new evangelization to in our, our the way we we go about doing this is is by having these big events in in either parishes or or you know bigger venues um our our keystone event every year is in San Antonio at the High Hill Country Resort that's our big family conference and it's always in August and uh, and then we have conferences, of course, in North Texas, Houston, Corpus Christi, Austin, over in Lafayette, Louisiana, Tyler, Texas. So it's just a it's just a great way to evangelize. You know, I like to say, you know, all those times that you've always wanted to, you know, talk about your faith, maybe with a neighbor or with a relative, and you never knew quite exactly how to bring it up. Well, the best way. To do it is invite him to one of our conferences mm-hmm. and let, you know, these incredible speakers do the job and, and you're evangelizing by inviting a neighbor or friend or a relative to one of our conferences. 
Yeah, the theme is uh, why be Catholic when you could be anything else? And again, it's going to be at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller. And uh, I'm, I'm sure, Martin, you've been to this parish before. It's uh, really big and uh, they got a lot of seating. So hopefully you guys can fill it up. And it's in uh, 2016 Willis Lane. Again, Dr. Marcelino D'Ambrosio, Jesse Romero, Father Bill Casey. You got this website, fullnessoftruth.org, is where they can find information about this event, uh, July 24th and 25th. I kept looking at this logo on here where there's this guy sitting on a question mark and it's uh, like it's like who does that guy look like and i can now i figured it out looks like paul ryan <laughs> that's that's not paul ryan is it now now everybody's gone I'm, I'm trying to drive I'm people to the website sure, it really does look like oh my gosh i was like who is that uh, of course uh, former speaker of the house paul ryan and uh, vice presidential candidate but now everybody's going to want to go check this out to see if i'm right that this guy looks like paul ryan but uh, he's probably just an actor or something but anyways uh, tell us about the choice of the uh, Paul Ryan, I'm not saying he's going to be there, but uh, uh, Marcelino D'Ambrosio, Jesse Romero, Father Bill Casey will be there. And uh, how did you select these three gentlemen? Well, all three of these speakers are just so dynamic. Uh, we're, they're going to bring, you know, the Catholic red meat um, up to North Texas in July. Uh, of course, Dr. Marcelino uh, D'Ambrosio, he, you know, he's just as a, a firecracker and he, he calls himself Dr. Italy. He's funny. Uh, you know, he has, is a very popular speaker and TV radio personality. So we're very excited to have him, you know, father of five, um, just a, a great all around guy and, and a Catholic apologist and evangelist. Jesse Romero is a, a former, uh, Los Angeles County, um, uh, in, in the Sheriff's Department. He was a, a world class, uh, kickboxer, um, middleweight kickboxing champion uh from the united states he is just awesome you know he's gonna he's gonna bring a punch um you know quite quite literally and <laughs> figuratively <laughs> we're to get punched um, i don't want to get punched <laughs> yeah that's right you know, great great speaker and then uh father bill casey i like to call him he's our contemporary um bishop um Fulton Sheen. Yeah, yeah. He just reminds me of, of Bishop Fulton Sheen when he speaks. He just has got this incredible authoritative. He's a former military uh, officer, and he's with the Congregation of the Fathers of Mercy. And, uh, you know, he's going to bring it all together for us. So we couldn't have asked for three better speakers uh, for your North Texas audience. I'm just so excited. Um to meet all three of them and, and I've heard, you know, great things. I've listened to them, you know, give talks and all three of these gentlemen and, um, it's just going to be a great, great event. Yeah, you know, we have talked as we plan our event on July 23rd about, you know, all the uncertainty and everything that's been going on since March and everything gets closed down. And, of course, nobody knows exactly what's going to be going on in June or July. But my feeling is by, you know, July 23rd for our event and yours on the 24th and 25th, People are going to be so eager to get out. I mean, I already feel that way. I know not everybody does, but uh, it's going to be an exciting summer. And I think people are going to want to get together and be with each other. And and I guess that's my way of leading into the fact that, yeah, you could hear these guys in the radio, which we certainly encourage people to do so. But something about being at a conference like that with a bunch of friendly folks and getting to meet the speakers, there's something real special about that, isn't there? Absolutely, Dave, and and I agree 100% with you. And and the neat, the the wonderful thing, the wonderful blessing about Saint Elizabeth Van Seton, you mentioned before, it's a huge parish. It can seat about 2,000. So even if we're you know told by the government authorities that we can only have 50% capacity, you know we're still going to have a wonderful conference of a thousand people, um, and hopefully more. Uh, if, if things, you know, look better, which I think they will. And the other neat thing about our conferences, Dave, is we have what we call, uh, Texas's largest Catholic traveling bookstore. We bring our bookstore wherever we go. And a lot of folks, you know, they love to come and listen to the speakers, but a lot of folks love to come and shop at our bookstore. So mm-hmm. you'll have the whole weekend to to you know peruse through our bookstore and we'll make sure that we have all the social distancing guidelines and uh, when we set up our bookstore and so you know we're we're equally excited about you know the speakers the bookstore and like you said it, there's just something about 
gathering together as a community, you know, in a parish setting. Uh, of course, there'll be mass and we'll have prayer and, um, you know, it's just like a, a Catholic family reunion. We have, you know, over the years, we've, we've had, you know, people that come to multiple conferences and they get together and, you know, we'll be coming up from Houston. There'll be, uh, you know, folks coming up from San Antonio and Corp- even as Corpus Christi. So it's just a great event and a, a nice Catholic family reunion. Yeah, you know, one thing that always uh, surprises people when I tell them that is they, they think everybody that listens to Catholic radio is just like your card-carrying Catholic, you know, got the catechism memorized, faithful, everyday, you know, Catholic. But, you know, I always say a lot of people that listen to Catholic radio are atheists or uh, Protestant. And I'm sure you found this as well. You mentioned about, you know, bring bring somebody to the event. Uh, this, this is really an opportunity for us to evangelize and the people that are there, you don't have to be a card carrying Catholic. You, you want everybody to come, right? So maybe we can speak again about just the, uh, uh, not only people coming, but invite your neighbors. I think people would be surprised who might want to come to something like this, even if they're not Catholic, right? Absolutely, Dave. And that, that's the beauty of our conferences is, you know, we, we, we get great speakers, but all of our speakers, we, we make sure that they, they speak about the faith in a way that all of us can understand it. You know, it's not too highbrow. Uh, you know, there's theology there, but it's, it's, you know, it's brought down to a level that, you know, the average Joe Catholic in the pew can understand and articulate, you know, what, what they're trying to say. And like you said, it's a great event for, you know, if you have a neighbor, who, you know, is Baptist or Presbyterian and has always wondered about, you know, what, what does it mean to be Catholic? You know, maybe you've invited them to Mass, but, you know, it's hard for them to understand what's going on at Mass. But this is a great event with no pressure to bring that neighbor that is, is just curious. You know, maybe they have a, um, a great, you know, grandson or a son or daughter-in-law that is Catholic and they're just trying to understand you know, the faith a little bit. And, you know, because we're, we're, we're seeing that a lot now in, in families where, you know, you, you have a son who, who falls in love with a, you know, Baptist girl and, you know, they've got to figure out what they're going to do if, if they get married. And so, you know, especially up where you are in North Texas, I mean, you know, it's not exactly, you know, you're not exactly the predominant denomination as, as Catholics. And so you, you just have to be aware of, of, you know, like, okay, you know, we, we got to all work together and we, it's all, you know, we're all Christians. So, you know, what is it about being Catholic, though, that is unique and, and what we consider the fullness of truth? Yes. My guest is Martin Matulia, Director of Evangelization and Development for Fullness of Truth Ministries, their website, fullnessoftruth.org, and they have a big event. Coming up on July 24th and 25th at 6.30 to 9.30 in the evening on Friday the 24th and then all day 8 to 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday the 25th. Why be Catholic when you could be anything else? Dr. Marcelino D'Ambrosio, Jesse Romero, and Father Bill Casey will be the speakers. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church, uh, general admission $45, uh, youth pass for 20 uh, clergy and religious are free. Uh, Catholic radio hosts are free. Oh, wait, wait, no, it doesn't say that. What, what are we talking about? Uh, a family pass for $125. We can go into a little bit more of the, the price structure here in a moment, uh, Martin, but I want to ask you about, you know, this time in history. Uh, you know, we, if we were doing this 200 years ago or 30 years ago or 10 years ago, we'd all say we, it's, it's important to be Catholic, but what do you think are the unique challenges of, uh, 2020? Um, and when somebody's asked, why are you Catholic? What's, what's unique about this particular time, uh, in, in relation to, um, being, you know, standing up for who we are as Catholics? I think, you know, especially among young people, you know, the millennials and, you know, those young people in their twenties and thirties, you know, it's a difficult time because, you know, you hear about all the time, the nuns, you know, they don't, mm-hmm. you know, they're spiritual, but not religious. And, you know, they're not, maybe not going to church and, you know, maybe they were baptized and confirmed as Catholics, but for whatever reason, you know, they just are, are, you know, spending time running in the park or, um, you know, riding their bike all day Saturday and, and not going to, to mass. So I think there's that unique challenge. Like, how do we instill in our, our children and grandchildren, 
you know, the fullness of the faith and the, the richness and beauty of, of being Catholic. So, so I think there's that unique challenge. What I mentioned before, too, is, and it's both a, a blessing as well as a challenge, but we are living in a, in a society that is so, um, international and, and so, you know, people aren't just falling in love with, you know, a cap, the Catholic girl from the, the local parish. You know, now you, you meet somebody in college or beyond and, you know, they're coming from a different religious tradition. And so you have that, that, you know, unique um, opportunity to share the faith with someone that you are falling in love with and maybe their family didn't grow up with any kind of, you know, faith. And so, you know, there's that challenge. And then of course, you know, as far as we Catholics, you know, I think we are still trying to come out from the, the challenge, the, you know, the unique challenge and, and tragedy of, of the, the sex abuse scandals from a couple summers ago and, you know, and still, trying to come out and, you know, be, we're proud of our faith. You know, we're ashamed of, you know, some things that have happened to, uh, you know, humans along the way, but, but we're still very proud of our, our, our faith and the fullness of the truth. And despite our human imperfections, uh, we're going to proudly proclaim our, our doctrine and, and what we believe. And we know that this is the truth and, you know, we're going to stand on that, on that banner. And so, um, you know, I think there's that unique challenge as well. How do you proclaim the faith, you know, to a skeptical public, a public that's, you know, saying, well, you know, what about some of your leaders? You know, what about some of your priests? And, you know, we have to um, not apologize for for being Catholic and, you know, proudly proclaim the truth. Yes. Amen. Martin Matulia is my guest. We just have a few more minutes remaining in this uh, segment of the show. It's a good news show. Pre-recorded, so no phone calls. We'll be live again next Monday. It's uh, today's Memorial Day, and uh, so we're not doing a, a live show. And uh, their website is fullnessoftruth.org. Uh, why be Catholic when you could be anything else? Uh, it's going to be July 24th and July 25th, uh, uh Martin, in the time remaining, I, I mentioned very quickly about the price structure and, you know, how people can get tickets. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? You know, do you, you pay one time and you have access to both days, you buy individual, or, or just tell us about what people should do if they're interested and they want to get tickets for this event. Yeah. Absolutely right. And again, our, our website is fullnessoftruth.org. So you can go to our website and you can register right there. But as you mentioned, the general admission is $45 and that includes both the Friday evening sessions as well as all day Saturday. And then there's a youth pass for, again, for both days is uh, $20. Clergy and religious are free. We also have something that we call Priority Seraphim for $90. And what this gives you is you get some priority seating up front uh, in the you know first, first or second row. You also get a private lunch with the speakers. So it's, you know, in a room, uh, a smaller room there in, at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton when we have lunch. The three speakers will be there and they'll be talking a little bit. And so... For a little, you know, extra charge, you get priority seating as well as um, an opportunity to meet the speakers at lunch. And then we have a family pass for $125. This includes up to five lunches. So if you're going to bring your family, you have teenagers or, or young adults that you want to bring, uh, you can get the family pass. We will have um, child care available for uh Families that have uh, younger ones that can't sit, you know, in the pews for that long. Um, so we will have some some youth ministers and some some other folks that can can help you with your if your family if you would like to bring um, your children. So I think you know that's very important as well to know that uh, we're we're very open to big Catholic families and uh, we encourage you to come and spend the weekend with us. All right. Uh, looking forward to it again, July 24th and 25th. Fullnessoftruth.org is the 
the website uh, with all the information. It's a really good-looking site. You can see it's going to be at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller. And as uh, Martin said, seats 2,000. So even with restrictions, you can get a big crowd in there. So uh, do not delay. And, uh, of course, on Thursday night, you're going to be at our event. And so it's just going to be a power-packed uh, uh, weekend. We're going to have Monsignor Charles Pope on Thursday night. And then you're going to be so energized from our event, you're going to want more and more and more. And so you head on over to Keller for uh, this great event. Martin, great talking with you. Thanks so much. And um, maybe we can talk again between now and then since it's still um, a couple months away. Absolutely. And I just want to mention real quick, Dave, that Father Flynn, the pastor at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, he is so excited about this. And he has given us um, you know, so much support, uh, the entire parish there. So um, he actually came to one of our conferences as a seminary or even before seminary a uh, long time ago. And he got so fired up and, you know, led to seminary as a, uh, he had you know, kind of a delayed vocation. And now he's the pastor. All these many years later, he's the pastor at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, and he cannot wait to host our conference this summer. Yeah, it all came full circle, didn't it? How, how awesome. Absolutely. All right. Martin, thanks so much. Uh, Got to go. We're going to be uh, speaking with Maribel Laguna in just a moment in his Image Counseling Center. Later on in the show, Michael Jr. with the movie Selfie Dad, which is coming out right around Father's Day next month. You listen to The Good News Show. We'll be back. St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church in Plano has teamed up with the Catholic Charities Dallas Mobile Food Bank to offer food for those in need every first Saturday of the month. Items being distributed include perishable food items from the North Texas Food Bank, such as fruit, vegetables, and other food items. The next visit is on Saturday, June 6th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Smith Pastoral Center parking lot at the parish. Food recipients will remain in their cars and the food will be placed in their trucks. In times like these, we ask St. Mark the Evangelist pray for us. Sacred Heart Books and Gifts is once more open to the public. For your safety and convenience, they will still offer to-go orders by phone or email for mailing and curbside pickup. Further developments, updates, and virtual shopping merchandise photos can be found at their website, sacredheartdallas.com, or give them a call at 972-250-2100. Sacred Heart is a longtime sponsor of KATH 910AM. Well, welcome back to this good news program here on Memorial Day, May 25th. Glad you're with us. This is a pre-recorded show, so no phone calls. But I wanted to introduce you to uh, somebody that I have got to know over the last uh, few years. I also know her business partner and just have a lot of respect for both Maribel Laguna and also the, uh, well, Maribel is the co-owner and assistant clinical director at In His Image Counseling Center. And even before I knew Maribel, I knew Sue Bars and have visited their clinic a few times and have gotten to know a little bit about what they do. But I wanted to talk to Maribel about In His Image Counseling Center and also some of the ways they're doing things differently during this age of COVID-19. And so she is on the program via phone uh, for a while today, and I welcome her. Maribel, good to talk with you. Oh, Dave, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I I just told you before we started, I didn't realize that you are a co-owner uh, along with Sue Bars, and you told me that uh, this has actually been the case for a few years, so <laughs> this is kind of news to me, so congratulations on that. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, website ihicounseling.com, ihicounseling.com. They're located over on uh, Airport Freeway in Irving. And like I said, I've been over to their office before. So uh, people are, I think, familiar with Sue um, because, you know, she has a, a father who was quite famous in the area of counseling and psychotherapy. Uh, tell us about yourself, Maribel, if you would, uh, and also what, what interested you and got you into this particular profession? Well, one of the things that I tell people when I do public presentations is that I come from a family of helpers. And so every single child in my family is a helper yeah. um, in some way or form. And I think it's just part of our family charism. And so initially when uh, I studied at the University of Dallas, I thought I was going to do pre-med. And I took that biology class where you had to prick your finger and take blood out, and I just about fainted. (laughs) So I thought, I don't think this is the avenue for me. Uh, But one of the things that we always did growing up was just talk about why people did what they did. 
And it was just a way to be more charitable to friends and family because if we understood where they were coming from or why they did what they did, then we could at least be a little bit more forgiving. And so I think that's where my interest in understanding people really came from. And I would say that, you know, just in psychology, I just find that it's a fascinating field in general. And when I found out that psychology was one of the most atheist fields, I thought, well, we need to change Mm. that. And we need to change that, I think, one client at a time. And really establishing a center where people can feel safe to talk about their faith. Um, In our graduate school work, we probably get told a lot as therapists, you know, leave religion out of the room. And we find that it's a great disservice to clients because the current research is showing that people of religious affiliation obviously experience less isolation, but also um, increased hope and decreased chronicity of symptoms. And so it's important that we actually integrate the faith as part of people's coping skills. But I think from our point of view, understanding the faith or incorporating the faith in our view of the human person. Yeah, how interesting. Yeah, I, I've always found the human person fascinating as well. If I walk into a room, I may not notice the art on the wall or the color of the paint, but I always notice the people. I, I find <laughs> the human person is just so fascinating. Um, tell us about how you uh, got connected to Sue Bars in the first place and maybe a little bit more about In His Image Counseling Center, the kind of clients you deal with and who might be attracted to uh, contacting you all for, for help. Sure. I actually met Sue at a wedding, and we were sat at the same table. Um, and then I just started talking to her about what she did. And I was at that time working um, for a nonprofit, um, doing counseling there. And I didn't realize that there was a place or a theory that incorporated, you know, our Catholic faith. And that's when I started learning about Dr. Bars and his work. And I just found that I felt at home. And it was the type of therapy I'd been practicing all along, but hadn't put a name to it. And so we call it affirmation therapy, and it's based on the philosophy of St. Thomas Aquinas and his understanding of the emotions. Um, Some of what we find in the catechism with regard to the passions, I think we could translate that into the emotions, is almost directly from the Summa. Mm. And so I thought it was just very interesting how, you know, St. Thomas explains that All the emotions are good in and of themselves, and the moral uh, piece of the emotion only comes into question when it's activated by reason. Yes. And so um, they're morally, I guess, non-neither good nor bad. And so it's important to think about the emotions that way so that we don't repress them. And sometimes in our faith, we think that in order to do the moral good, we need to ignore what we feel. And in that, it's actually the opposite because St. Thomas Aquinas says that uh, the goodness of an act is actually elevated when it starts in the passions mm. and desire for good things. Yeah. How interesting. So this really, when somebody is, uh, how does that uh, relate to the anxious person, the person going through depression? Of course, you wouldn't say, oh, that depression's good, but are there some maybe some underlying passions? Or how would that all connect to some of the uh, the problems that people face that would, you know, cause them to call you and, and, and seek some advice and counsel? Sure. Um, I tell clients that we respect, obviously, people's faith, and honestly, we are very unapologetically Catholic, well, we don't spiritualize things that are very natural. Yeah. And so on the natural level, we know that, you know, we're connected mind, body, and spirit. And so what we experience in our minds, you know, decreased dopamine, obviously we're going to experience in our bodies and in our spirit. And so some of the symptoms, we'll say, of depression would be increased sadness, but also decreased levels of dopamine and possibly some spiritual issues, so desolation, finding praying meaningless. And so when we look at depression, we're not just looking at physiological symptoms, we're also looking at spiritual symptoms as well. And so we um, want to treat people on the natural level, and sometimes we do refer people for medication because obviously they need a neurobiological solution in addition to therapeutic techniques 
that are grounded in statistics and are evidence-based in order to decrease the symptoms of depression, which won't, if there's healing on the natural level, will help the person have greater spiritual fruit. Hmm. You mentioned uh, Thomas Aquinas, of course, the the doctor of the doctors and one of the greatest minds in the Catholic Church. And when we when we talk about a Catholic understanding of the human person, uh, I know Aquinas understood the human person very well, as did John Paul too. Well, what exactly does that mean? What's what's the short answer for how does the Catholic Church understand the human person, and how is that different from, you know, how maybe an atheist or a Protestant might understand it? Well, I think the main difference is the word dichotomy. I think sometimes when you go outside of the Catholic Church, there's a separation between the mind, the body, and the spirit. And so the integration of all those three is a very Catholic thing. And so, what again, what we do with our bodies affects how we feel and affects um, our spiritual growth as well. And so... The connection of those three. The second piece is that we see people in the image and likeness of God and that every person deserves dignity and respect precisely because they are a child of God. And so having kind of that interior view into the human person and looking with that lens, a lens that can see the depth of someone I think that's the difference between our Catholic understanding and possibly other people's understanding of the human person. Very interesting. Maribel Laguna is my guest. Uh, she and Sue Bars are co-owners of In His Image Counseling Center, uh, which is located in Irving on Airport Freeway. Their website, ihicounseling.com, ihicounseling.com. And Maribel, you have on the website uh, premarital evaluations, and I'm curious of how you know this incorporates, or does this mean like a couple that's planning to get married will come and say, "Are we compatible with each other?" and you know do some tests, or what exactly does that mean? Well, that is part of it. Um, I've worked with the tribunal on annulment cases. One of the things that I've discovered in that process is that individuals have very good intentions, but at times lack self-awareness enough to contract marriage. And so what we're really trying to do is practice prevention. If we would have known this when we were dating, if we would have known this in engagement, perhaps we could have could have avoided certain issues yeah. or at least start uh, working on skills that can help our relationship really flourish. And so I found that you know, some couples really struggle in the foundation of their relationship. And so there are two types of evaluations that dioceses use, um, especially local dioceses. So the focus, inventory, and preparing the rich. And all of our therapists are trained in these two. And what we would do is we would look at those results. You know, the couple would take it at home, and then we get a report on their compatibility on various issues, so finances religious beliefs, raising children, the role of husband and wife. But in addition to that, what we would do is a clinical interview that we, where we ask them questions about their family background, um, specifically how their parents related to them, how their parents related in their marriage, and then we kind of go back to two, three generations. Mm. And based on what we find from the clinical, the observations from the clinical interview, we put that in um, conjunction with the findings of the inventories. And then we give a report with recommendations to specific things that can better prepare the person for marriage. So it can be something as simple as, well, you should really read um, Theology of the Body, um, maybe like not the full version, but maybe like a, a one with that gets into the nitty-gritty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe some other uh, recommendations might be for the couple to learn NFP, to have conversations about adoption and fertility and those types of things, um, or attend like a financial planning class. So we wanted to make it practical, the recommendations to be practical and 
and also doable in order for the couple to prepare on the natural level. Yeah, uh, let's. Uh, that, that's interesting, and I guess if anybody is interested in that kind of service, they can uh, reach you all or learn more at the website ihicounseling.com. Let me uh, close out by asking you how your practice and uh, all the work that you're doing over there at Inez Image Counseling Center has been impacted by COVID-19. What changes have you all had to incorporate or uh, how are things different than they were back in February? Well, they're very different. Um, we ended up transitioning all of our services to telehealth mm-hmm. during the shelter-in-place uh, rules, especially when they were very strict. Um, and this helped us be able to reach our clients where they are. And I think a lot of clients were not just home, but experiencing increased stress as a result of having to teach their children, having to manage jobs. And so we thought it more convenient, you know, to offer video or teleservices. And so honestly, we can actually offer teleservices for the entire state of Texas Mm. um, because this has been authorized by our ethics committee. You know, we're limited by state boundaries, but yeah. we can't see anyone in the state of Texas. Now we're in phase one of transitioning back, and what we're doing is we're giving people the option to continue with telehealth or have in-person services. Obviously, we would we have taken measures to assure social distancing and you know, measures to keep our uh, doors and everything clean, but uh, the therapist will be wearing masks. So it's a new one. I've never done therapy with a mask until <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, interesting. Okay. Well, uh, this sounds like people have some options and I just have a couple minutes remaining, but what are you finding are some of the changes and the, 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 the issues that people are having? Uh, many people have been kind of, you know, locked in their house for a couple of months or maybe in, uh, you know, domestic situations or marriages. Anything unique, uh, in what's going on right now from a counseling standpoint? I would like to normalize the fact that we're all under a global stress. And when that happens, we and we also experience major changes in our lives, some of them not by our own volition, that tends to increase any mental health issues we may have. And so some of those may have been in remission or dormant, but in high in times of high stress and and difficult changes, those can come to the light. And that's what we've seen a lot. So marriages that were already under duress maybe an increase in duress, um, uh, maybe individuals who had depressive symptoms or symptoms of trauma or anxiety, you know, those symptoms are being heightened just by the stress of the situation. Yeah, very good. So if somebody is listening now and they're thinking, well, I I don't know, maybe maybe, uh, I do need to see a counselor. Maybe there's some issues that my spouse and I are having or my, my, my son or daughter uh, should they just give you a call or uh, set up an appointment for like an introductory uh, assessment or is that kind of the first step is just maybe having a quick phone conversation with you or what should they do? Yes, well, they can speak to our admin, Nicole. She's very prompt. Um, they can contact us via the, the website or email at officeassistant at ihicounseling.com. They can also call at 972 972- Nine five three nine eight nine five, and in the phone call, we're just trying to find out how can we best support you and help you. The second step would be an initial interview, and where we do a full clinical interview, but also review a treatment plan. And if we don't think you need therapy, we would tell you. And so, <laughs> you know, that first session, if you just want to see, oh, could I benefit? Could I not? You know, we're ethically obligated to tell you if. We don't think you need therapy. And so um, I think we try to be very honest with clients and also have treatment plans that are tailored to each family, each individual situation. Yeah. Well, God bless you. And like I said, I've, I've come to really respect uh, uh, Sue Bars, and it's so wonderful that you, the two of you are teamed up and doing such great work to, to help people through their issues and their marriages. Uh, Maribel Laguna. Uh, co-owner, assistant clinical director in his image counseling center. If you want to uh, reach them, 972-953-9895 or online at ihicounseling.com. Maribel, thanks so much. 
Thank you so much. I hope you have a good good day. Yeah, thanks so much. And we have one more segment. We're going to come back and talk to Michael Jr. He is a comedian, and his new movie is called Selfie Dad. He's a funny guy, and it's, a, it's an entertaining movie. I think you'll enjoy it. So we'll be right back with that interview. Hi, this is Dave Palmer, welcoming our new sponsor, Homeschool Connections, an online curriculum provider where students meet with instructors online with other students for live, interactive classes. Instructors include Tim Staples for apologetics, John Martinoni for scripture, Joseph Pierce for literature, and I teach a class called An Introduction to the Summa Theologia. Your high school student can learn Christian philosophy according to the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas. Homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. All young adults are invited to the Young Catholic Professionals National Conference with the theme, The Work of Our Hands. The event takes place from Friday, September 11th through Sunday, September 13th at the Hilton DFW Lakes Executive Conference Center in Grapevine. Join over 600 young professionals, religious, and Catholic executives from across the nation for a beautiful weekend of faith, professional development, and fun. The three-day conference includes speakers, mass, confessions, a networking event, and a gala. To register, visit ycpconference.org. All right, well, about a month ago, my family and I sat down and we watched a screener of a movie and I didn't know what to think. Uh, it's called Selfie Dad and it's uh, stars nationally known Christian comedian Michael Jr., who has uh, for decades been performing comedy and uh, he plays uh, dad kind of in a midlife crisis and it's really funny and I was thinking at that time I was like you know we need funny because things are so serious with all this coronavirus going on. Michael Jr. joins me to talk about this movie again it's called Selfie Dad you go to SelfieDadMovie.com and it's being released on what's called a premium VOD for Father's Day weekend Friday June 19th Amazon, Google, iTunes, Fandango, Redbox, you buy it. And, uh, I, I do think it's gonna be a, it's a family movie, it's clean, and it's really funny, and we need funny. So, Michael Jr., thanks so much for joining us. Good to talk with you. Yo, yo, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited, really, really excited to talk to somebody who's not in my house. So, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about your comedy. I, I, I gotta admit, I, I don't follow the comedy scene too much, and, uh, I, I thought that the, the comedy, like I said, was clean, but you've been doing this for decades. So well, how would you describe your comedy style? Uh, I guess it's very extremely, uh, really observational. Yeah. Just whatever I notice, I kind of, uh, I kind of end up looking at it with a, with a, with a slight angle and then I get to regurgitate it to the people. So, uh, I've been really, really blessed to be on the, have been on the Tonight Show a couple of times, Jimmy Kimmel. And then I was asked because I have to do a TED talk as well about the parallels of, cause I do this talk also about, uh, the parallels of life and comedy. So I did a TED talk on that. And, well, uh, man, so it's fun. I love what I do. Yeah. Tell us about the movie. They, um, uh, written by and directed by a gentleman by the name of Brad Silverman. Uh, did they, did they come to you? Did you, how did this whole collaboration uh, get going? Yeah, so Brad had written the movie, and then he got all of his funding and everything together, and then, I think he got his funding first, but then uh, I heard about it from a, from an agent and from actually two different sources. So after they became that aggressive, I just, I read through the script. I like what I read a lot, but, uh, you know, some adjustments probably would need to be made just because I'm a, you know, I don't want to, uh, I just want to make sure it clearly communicates as best as it possibly can, if I want to be a part of it. So, um, the great part about working with Brad and the guys who did this, who did Selfie Dad, is they they decided to allow me because they know about my uh, my improbability. We hit all of the lines, we got the whole script down, the story is completely told. But then they would also allow me to improv throughout a scene. So if I felt like adding a little more to it after we got what we needed, I would improv. So there's a there's quite a few scenes in there that are literally made up on the spot. There's one in particular where I, where my character, Ben, gets pulled over by the police, and um, it is 100% improv. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I love that so scene. None of this yeah. Stuff is, yeah, yeah. So it's when, when people go see this movie, like there's nothing written in that whole entire part right there. It's just completely improv. So it was fun that they allowed me to do that, and they allowed us to, like we just had a lot of fun. So a lot of this movie you see, I think it'll be interesting if people watch it to try to figure out which ones are just kind of made up on the spot versus which ones are actually written. 
it's hard to tell, but it all comes together very well. Yeah. Tell us, uh, for those uh, not most people listening right now have not seen it, much less uh, heard of the movie, the, the whole title, Selfie Dad. Where does that come from? What's the premise of the movie? So it's about an older dad who is, uh, I should say older, like he's still good looking and handsome and strong <laughs> and awesome, much like myself. Um, but he's a dad, and then he finds out from his son that you can make money on YouTube. Yeah. So he's like, wait a minute, you can make money by posting videos? So he was blown back by this. So he doesn't know anything about technology. So he just randomly says, look, I made a selfie, which isn't really a, a real line. So the son actually starts calling him like you'll see his son does something really, really slick in the movie that kind of takes things in a direction he was completely unexpected. Yeah. And then um, as a result of that, his son mentions, calls him selfie dad. And then it just kind of sticks. And then it, everything just blows up from there. And the way that the dad handles it is really, really bad. But then it gets really, really different. And you just gotta see what happens. I'm, I'm so pumped about this movie. Uh, you know, it's funny. I I have a little YouTube channel that I do, and as we were watching the movie, my my wife turned to me and she said, "This is this is your story," because you know I'm a middle aged guy and I'm, I'm trying to do a uh, you know I'm spending time you know doing my YouTube channel and I you know how counting how many subscribers and and I, I was it was like she said this is about you. She couldn't believe it. But I, the other thing I thought was really cool that I could relate to was the relationship with your daughter in the movie uh i mean it was it's real and that you know it shows the imperfections it shows the kids aren't perfect but there's forgiveness and there's you know misbehavior and uh, the relationship between you and the, your wife and there's a lot of relational things going on as well aren't there yeah it, it really is and one of the things i appreciate most about even that scene that you talk about with the girl played my daughter is that was a pretty a pretty significant scene i mean there's scenes in there where i'm crying or whatever, but this scene right here was super significant, mainly because I felt drawn to the actress that played my daughter in a pretty significant way. And then since we filmed the movie, like we've spent a lot of time together. She's come out to uh, Texas where we live and, and stayed a week or so with our families and we fly out there. So that became super significant as well, just in, in general. So, um, yeah, that, that's a touching scene for me. But there's one scene in particular. I don't know if you caught this or not because we put it in there really slick and it was improv. But if you remember at the beginning of the movie, my daughter, the girl who plays my daughter, is in a play, right? Yeah. She's in a play, and and I don't know anything about the play. I don't know anything about it. I don't care about it. But I don't know if you remember what happens in the hallway scene later in the movie. Without spoiling it, there's a there's a moment that me and her have in the hallway late at night yeah. in the movie that just connects those two. But what it really does, it connects us in a significant way. But if you missed it, you gotta watch it again because there, there's and it wasn't even planned out. Like the first part was improv, and then later on in the movie, in the hallway scene when it's dark outside, I mean when it's dark in the hallway, you'll see it. There's something. That is barely mentioned. I mumble it a little bit. Oh, yeah. But it connects us in such a significant way. And in fact, that very scene is what helped connect me and the director as well in our understanding about how to write. It was just a super, just that little bitty scene in the hallway at dark. I'm sleepy. I got on pajamas. People got, you got to see it. It's so so cool, man. So I'll have to yeah, watch, have to watch it again and catch Father's that. Day weekend too. Yeah, you know, I I want to yeah. I want to just Father's point point something out. A, a couple of things. I pretty much can't watch comedy movies because I they're almost always dirty and you know the 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 humor is blue mm -hmm. or you know and uh, I, I just I, that doesn't I, I love comedy but it's a genre that I just stay away from. And also, uh, you know, we watch a lot of Christian movies, and there are a lot of really good ones uh, out there. But uh, sometimes when I say, hey, you know, to my kids, hey, let's watch this movie. It's a Christian movie. You know, you'll get the eye roll. But then if you say, hey, it's a, it's a comedy, you know, they, they will they'll pay more attention. I just want mm. you to comment on that. The fact that this is funny. It's Christian themed. The, the parents are, are nothing in it's going to embarrass the parents and the kids are going to love it as well. I think it's kind of a crowd pleaser all around. Yeah, the cool part about when, whenever there's some funny in it. Now, we didn't set out to make this movie a comedy. We just set out to tell a really great story. And because yeah. they brought me on, we were able to find a lot of comedy. So what happens, though, is 
people can like you can go and watch a musical act and at the end of it you can say i didn't like her that much and she could have sang her heart out because then it's still just you giving your opinion whether it's true or you have something against the person but with comedy it's just truth yeah. meaning you either laugh or you're not going to laugh you can't choose which one is going to be so with a any film that has some comedy in it you're if you laugh then those moments are truly going to add to the movie regardless because even if you didn't like the story and it just so happens selfie dad has a great story and you get to laugh. I really believe like when people laugh, like I created my comedy career off of it, my stand-up career. When people laugh, their hearts are open. And when your heart is open, you can make a deposit. Mm-hmm. So I understand you not wanting to watch comedy too much because if you do laugh at a comedy and it's dirty, then whatever comes next is going to be deposited into your heart. Yeah. So you want to be really smart about that. So you're wise by not watching too many things because you don't want to get too much of that in your heart. But this this film right here in particular does have some really some some really engaging funny moments in it, and and I think the stuff that you learn is safe to deposit, and it will show up in your walk after this too. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I really and like I said, fifteen year old daughter, eleven year old daughter, me and my wife, a lot of different age ranges, and uh, we all liked it. And uh, so I do recommend everybody listening uh, to check this out. Good Father's Day gift for your uh, your dad or your brother, or your husband or. Uh, what have yeah. you? It's, uh, it's coming out June 19th. Okay. Michael Jr. is a star. That's who I've been speaking to, nationally known Christian, uh, comedian. And like he said, it's, uh, even if you stripped all the, the, the humor away, it's still, uh, it's still a beautiful story, but the humor just makes it, well, funny. Yeah. <laughs> As humor is supposed to do. And they can uh, watch it at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we did. SelfieDadMovie.com. At home. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and so, yeah. So do you, do you have kids yourself, Michael? I do, man. I have five kids, man. I love being a dad. The best name I've ever been called is dad. Yeah. Like, it is the best. Do they like the I movie? I love being a dad. They, they, but they're so used to your high humor. Nope. Do they, do they like no, it? I'm just trying. <laughs> yeah, they actually did like the movie. Actually, we're going to have another, we're going to have a premiere at the house because we're just a, uh, close family. We're going to do a premiere. So that's going to be pretty cool. Oh, cool. Hey, you say you're from Texas. So well, we're, together again. whereabouts in Texas do you, are you from? Uh, we live in Dallas, but I am from Michigan. Oh, And I wow. moved to New York City. Okay. In Los Angeles. Now we're in Dallas. We oh. like it a lot. We really, this is where we're supposed to be. I oh, like that's cool. That's where our studio is. We're in Irving. So you ought to come, come by, stop by the studio sometime. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, right yeah, right that's, here. that's where we are. In fact, I just interviewed a, a lady right before you, and she's from, uh, Michigan, and I'm from Michigan, and so this is kind of, kind of freaking me out. Everybody I'm talking to is from Michigan and now living in oh, Texas. Oh, yeah, I'm from Grand Rapids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how awesome. Hey, uh, great to talk with you. Thanks so much. And again, I encourage everybody listening right now, check out selfiedadmovie.com. I promise you, you'll laugh. It's a touching movie. You might shed a tear. Uh, but in the end, it's just a good, wholesome movie with a good meaning and a, a great message. And uh, it is about a dad who, you know, makes his mistakes like we all do. But uh, in the end, he comes around thanks to our good Lord. Uh, so, my, Michael Jr., thanks so much. Great to talk with you, and I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you, bro. All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. I've never heard y'all before. There is this lady with her big white SUV, and on the back of the windshield is this big cross with y'all's radio station underneath. Put it on y'all's radio station anyhow, and then it starts talking about the saints and how the saints give you signs, and they lead you into the right direction. I just appreciate you and God for putting that sign in my life and letting me know that it, it is him, and it's okay. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Visit the St. Vincent de Paul thrift stores and save big every day. The St. Vincent de Paul thrift store has thousands of name brand items priced under $5. That's thousands of items priced under $5. Women's, men's, and children's clothing, furniture, home decor, and more. All at extremely low prices. With two locations at Northwest Highway behind Left Field and in Plano off 75 and Parker Road. Visit the St. Vincent de Paul thrift stores and save big every day. Mention this ad and save 40% off your entire thrift store purchase. 
In this time where many of us have been unable to attend Mass and our prayer groups, Bible studies, and other formation groups have been postponed or even canceled, has Catholic Radio helped you? We are looking for some North Texas folks who are willing to record short testimonies for our upcoming Summer share If you or someone you know has a story to share about how Catholic Radio has impacted you in the last few months, email Dave Palmer at DavePalmer at GRNOnline.com. Again, that's DavePalmer at GRNOnline.com. Hi, this is Bob Dwayne with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My wife, Norm, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166.